Hi, I'm Jenny Besser. I'm Tyler Besser. We're behind the blind and we are Eden Prairie Shields outdoor staff. And you're listening to the Shields Outdoor Podcast. Welcome to the Shields Outdoors Podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Anderson, and today we have the privilege of Tyler and Jenny Besser joining us, shed hunter extraordinaires, roamers of the country for bone collecting, Eden Prairie Pro staff. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Yeah, hanging in there. All right, great to hear. So what have you been up to? Have you been uh, have you been doing a lot of shed hunting? Yes, we just surpassed that 100 mile mark on our boots. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a pretty good landmark right there. Yeah, we got 100 miles on the boots, and we got 23 sheds to show for it so far. But we got quite a few trips coming up too, so that should that should definitely go up. Okay, that's great to hear. So, when do you know it's time to start shed hunting? Um, that's a tricky question. I mean, every year is a little different this year. Um, I had trail cameras out there and I could kind of tell when bucks started to shed and I knew that it was kind of a harsh winter on them. And so that was kind of checked the food sources a little bit like early on, but like last year it wasn't as harsh of a winter. So that was kind of what it pushed us back a little bit further before we started shed hunting. So it really depends on how bad of a winter it is. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So a little bit harsher winter, a little bit more stress on them than they're going to usually end up dropping their antlers a little earlier, correct? Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you find uh, Do you find it difficult trying to find a balance between like added stress onto them when you're out in the woods or do you find them like you're searching areas where, you know, maybe they're not at when you're out there. What's your kind of thought process on that? So right now we've been trying to focus a lot on food, um, like food sources and that kind of thing versus, you know, kicking them out of their bedding areas. Um, and so a lot of our focus is cause we should hunt a lot of public land. So, we look to see where there's food. Um, we walk, we walk a lot of food, food pieces for sure. Yeah. I mean, usually the, the deer will usually feed like in the morning and at night. So if you can sneak into the food sources that that's our primary food source and you hit that midday, you're not adding too much stress to them because it's, it's obviously not good to put stress on deer in an already harsh condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, where do you typically find a lot of your sheds? Like if you, if you think about all the sheds you've found, where, where have you found a majority of them? This year, a majority of them have been food and water. What'd you say? Yeah, we found quite a few on water this year, but typically it's like, if you can find their primary food source, usually they have like a staging area between their food and their bedding and that staging area they'll bed down let's say like 
20 yards off the food. And when they stand up, it'll, it'll be enough for them to fall off right there or a main trail, like leading right next to the food or something like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot, you know, a lot of people, like when they're talking about shed hunting, they're like, look for fence rows or places, you know, like where they're going to put a lot of stress down. So like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a deer trail crossing a fence and I have yet to find a shed. I like every time I think this is going to be the one, this is going to be the one. Have you, have you found that very often or at all? I have, I found a really nice fresh shed on a fence line last year. Um, yeah. I mean, and this year actually, yeah, my, my second shed of the year was right off of a fence line too. So, I mean, they're there, but it's kind of, you got to get lucky, I guess. Yeah. You, you must just have better luck than I. She's found three fence sheds and I've only found one. <laughs> so I, I mean, it happens, but I mean, I think if you just keep checking one of those times, you're going to get one. Yep. For sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about public land shed hunting. Um, is, is there kind of a balance between like figuring out being the first on there or where you're going? Just what, what are some public land shed strategies or tips you have for us? Don't let boot tracks discourage you. That would be our number one tip. That is our biggest thing that we try to spread, let people know, because there's so many times that we walk on public and we're walking right over boot tracks. Tyler just found one this weekend, literally in between two boot tracks was a shed laying there that had been down for at least a couple weeks. And those boot tracks were fresh. They were like from that morning. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And the crazy part about that also is I actually walked past that shed twice before I looked back and I seen it right between his boot tracks. (laughs) that is that is one sneaky shed there i know i I mean i've had similar instances like that too you know i haven't done a touch ton of shed hunting in you know the past couple of years but i was really into it maybe like four to six years ago and i remember looking over this one property where i knew a lot of deer wintered and i i looked there twice and i covered like sort of different areas but kind of similar areas and it was this kind of staging area right outside of a out out of a food plot and I remember going back there when I was starting to do like food plot work and I found a shed right there right at this trail I knew I walked like three or four times so it's just kind of crazy the stuff you end up finding and and that is a good tip just to like not be afraid to walk where people have have walked before because it's tough finding those sheds it really is and I'll like, I'll be honest, like boot tracks do discourage me sometimes, but it's like, I need those constant reminders like this past weekend where it's like, you don't know if those boot tracks were from a shed hunter. Usually you can tell because they'll be checking like crossings and stuff like that. But there's so many people that literally will just go out and do like a nature walk or just enjoy nature too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talk to us a little bit about this shed rally, like number one, what it's about. And are you guys doing it again this year? Like the whitetail property shed rally or. Yeah. Our shed? Oh, yeah. you have one too. So, well, so the, the shed rally is put on by whitetail properties every year. And yep. that's like basically a, a shed hunting contest that anybody can enter in. So if they, 
like post a picture with one of their shed finds from the year and they tag shed rally, then that automatically enters you in. And we won the couples category last year with one of our, our pictures. Yeah. Um, and then we are doing um, through our, our media company, our Times Up tour. And so that's what we've been doing this year. And I'll, Tyler, I'll let you talk about that. That our Times Up tour isn't necessarily like a, a nationwide shed rally or anything. That's just our personal, we're traveling to eight different states and we're just trying to pick up as many sheds as we can. And we have weekly videos that go onto our YouTube channel and everything everything that everyone can watch. So that's very cool. So how many States have you found sheds in so far? Uh, this year or in total? Uh, both. <laughs> this year, three. Okay. Um, in total. Uh, I got to count. That's. You got to add South Dakota to that one. You got enough fingers and toes over there. <laughs> I don't even I don't each year we do more and more traveling like this year's the most traveling we've done I don't know I'd say maybe like five or six yeah probably five or six but hopefully we got a big one planned for late spring this year so hopefully we'll be able to pick up some sweet ones yeah we're doing our first western shed hunt so oh that should be a lot of fun what's your sort of mentality going into a western shed hunt versus like your typical Minnesota one I think it's going to be a lot more miles even than we normally do, or maybe not. I don't know. Cause we watch a lot of YouTube videos of Western shed hunters and they seem to do a lot of like spotting, you know, where they sit on a hill and they glass on a hill and they can find the big elk sheds and then they just go walk and find them versus like us where, you know, in the flatland of Minnesota and you just got to keep walking and hope you see one. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. makes a lot of sense. And, you know, like, I'm sure you got a key on, like, southern-facing slopes and, like, transition areas where it's kind of a nice path in between where they're bedding and where their food source is or stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't done any western shed hunting, like, strictly shed hunting. Um, All my shed hunting has been, like... I'm trying to put a stock on a deer and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, there's a shed there. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> that worked. So yeah, yeah hey, know, whatever works. Yeah. We know quite a few people that um, go, they like double dip. They do their turkey hunting and their shed hunting at the same time. So while they're like scouting for turkeys, they end up picking up sheds or that kind of thing too. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. That's definitely a good way to do it. Yeah, for sure. So what has been your most prosperous state in terms of sheds? Like, uh, obviously, like they're kind of, you know, like you spent a lot of time in Minnesota and found a lot of sheds. And but like if you're talking boot miles versus sheds found, what has been your best state so far? Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> OK. Yeah. You know, that makes a lot of sense, you know, deer density wise and whatnot. What's the biggest shed you found? Um, my personal best is 64 inches and okay. that was my first one of this year. And then mine was 62. Nope. 68. Oh yeah. 68. It's back there on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just always have to one up Tyler, huh there, Jenny? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like 68, what, you know, if it was a matching side, what do, what do you think that translates into like a 150, 160? Well, you have, yeah probably right around there. You got 68 
and that would be 136 with just your antlers and then you add your inside spread of maybe stay like on the lower side maybe add 13 to 136 you're mm-hmm. getting close to that 150 mark okay that's a pretty nice buck what about the most like unique shit you've ever found we found some gnarly ones um i i don't think she even remembers but um a pronghorn sheath oh yeah oh that's pretty cool yeah that one she we were out uh pronghorn hunting and she's like man i really want to find like a a pronghorn shed and i walk up there she's sitting there talking to somebody and i walk up i was like are you gonna pick that up or i was standing right (laughs) over there (laughs) she wasn't happy nope very cool yeah, that was pretty cool. I found one last year that was really buried in the ground. Like it had to have been two or three years old that it had dropped that long ago. And I had to like dig it out of the ground. And all I could see was like the top two inches of the tine. And that, that was probably my coolest find I've ever found before. Yeah. Very so. nice. So what do you what do you guys like most about shed hunting? What keeps you coming back or keeps that drive to do six or seven or eight states every year and hundreds of boot miles. Honestly, like just finding an antler the way that a deer dropped it, like seeing how each one lays differently. And when you pick it up, each antler is unique. I don't know. They all tell their own story. I don't know. And I mean, like we have so many sheds and we always talk about how we can remember every single shed, like where we picked every, every single one of them up and like what yeah. state and what year. And I don't know, it's, yeah. it's a whole different sport really. And for us, like, you know, our whitetail season ends at the end of the year. And then, you know, being in Minnesota, there's so much like cold and, you know, darkness and that kind of thing. And once sheds start dropping, it's just so nice to be outside and get miles on and get exercise. And yeah. I don't know, we just have a blast doing it. Mm-hmm. Once you start. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll vouch for that hundred percent. It is really nice. Like generally when you're going out, it's warming up a little bit and it's just really good to get out of the house and put some boot miles on. But, um, you know, one instance where the weather wasn't quite so nice was last year where I first met you guys in North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't go this whole podcast without bringing that up. So yeah, for, for the listeners, we, you know, I've, I've known you guys on social media for a while, like tagging, tagging and, uh, you know, like following along with your stories and whatnot. I was like, Hey, we're going to go shed hunt North Dakota. You want to join us? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Let's, let's make it happen. So we set a week and that week happened to be like negative 15 and it's like, God, I don't even want to go to be honest with you, but I'm pot committed at this point. Let's make it happen. I'll get my GoPro and record this. And my GoPro dies like three minutes into it because it's so bitter cold. It's like, well, I guess I'm not getting video on this, but whatever. Um, it was a fun experience though. Talk to us a little bit about it. Yeah, that was a that was a brutal trip. We were up there. I think was it three days. Yeah, it was three days. We were up there for three days, and all we found was like I don't even like a twenty inch forkhorn. <laughs> yeah, I was actually there for that one. Yeah, and that was like right around this time right now, wasn't it? I think so. Wasn't it like mid February? Because we actually went up to North Dakota this year a couple weeks ago, and we picked up. 10, 10 between yeah. our group. So oh, nice. What yeah, uh, what crazy. part of North Dakota did you go to? 
we went to the same place that we did last year. Oh, and you didn't tell me, huh? <laughs> I think we, you actually might have been out of town. We don't know. Okay, yeah, I was. I was probably out of town. I've actually been roaming around a little bit. I went on a little family vacation to Florida, which was really nice, and then uh, was down in Texas filming some some bass fishing adventures. I, uh, you know, I had a goal to catch a bass and shoot a hog down there. And uh, it worked out where I actually was able to get the hog that crossed that one. That was a, that was a bucket list one, which was super fun. If you get a chance to hunt hogs with thermal scopes at night, definitely do it. It's super fun. Um, but the bass kicked my butt. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to blame it on the weather because they had a giant ice storm and water temperatures were super cold. You know, the typical fisherman excuses. But I'm, I'm just not a bass fisherman and I'm not very good at it. So... I failed. I, I didn't say I can catch a bass, but yeah, it's, I likely would have been out. So I'll let it slide. It was, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, if, if you haven't went to the North Dakota Badlands and tried shed hunting, I recommend that. That's, it's pretty cool. It's like kind of a mini dose of Western shed hunting. You get your elevation changes and can go after mule deer sheds and elk sheds. And uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's our, yeah, we'll have to try that for sure. That's our bucket list this year's hopefully finding our first elk shed. There you go. Yeah. That would be super cool. I have, uh, I've been a part of one elk shed find and it was, I was bow hunting with my uncle and a couple of cousins in Colorado. And one of my cousins found it on the side of this sage hill and we were like an hour into our afternoon hunt and was like, God, do I really want to carry this elk shed around while I'm trying to hunt? <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to put it in this spot that's wide open and I'm going to mark this hill and I'll come back and find it. And do you think we found that shed again? No, no, no way. we did not find that shed again. We did not find an animal to shoot that hunt. It was just an epic failure, but hopefully you guys have a little more luck going out West. Yeah, we hope so. I don't know. We're going to be out there for a whole week. So yeah, yeah. I have hopefully. faith in you. I, I look forward to seeing the photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so for, for people out there that haven't done a lot of shed hunting, do you have a few tips on what to look for, what to train your eyes for, things like that, how fast to go maybe? Um, I would say one thing um, to keep in mind right away is if it's a really bright day, it helps if the sun is like facing at your back. Yeah, if the sun's at your back, so like you're walking with the sun or you're like you're, yeah, the sun's at your back. So that helps tremendously to be able to spot them on a really bright day. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what, what sort of speed are you guys going when you're out there? And does it vary with the terrain? Um, it kind of, it honestly varies depending on like the sign that you're in. Like we try not to waste a lot of time on areas that have tracks, but not very many of them. We like to find areas that are like, super beat down you can tell that they're they're in there tearing it up looking for woody brows all sorts of stuff and in those high concentrated deer areas where it's matted down we're walking pretty slow we're scanning everything trying to pick everything out but if you hit like a main trail 
that's pretty matted down. Then we'll pick up the pace a little bit because usually they'll be right off the trailer, right on the trail if you find them. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, like, when you're going on, like, trails like that, are you are you walking on the actual trail or will you walk on one side and then walk on the other side? What's your sort of strategy there? Um, it depends. If I'm in snowshoes, I'm definitely walking off the trail because it's too narrow for your snowshoe width. But if I'm just in boots, I'll just walk right down the trail on it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I suppose it's kind of a work smarter, not harder strategy when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, nice. Um, any other pieces of advice people might not think about when you're when you're doing your shed hunting? I would say, um, especially if you're a new, let's just say, like for example, you're like us, you're a new couple trying to get into shed hunting. Something that we found really helpful to bring along is walkie-talkies. Um, and when we do not bring our walkie talkies, we are so sad. I don't know, like it's a whole different type of shed hunting that day because we both like to, you know, spread way out so we can, you know, really cover the miles, cover the area. And me, I guess, more so being a female alone and in the woods, I guess you could say, I just feel much more comfortable with a walkie talkie and we can constantly connect and say, oh, I got one or, oh, this isn't looking so good over here. Let's, let's head back more towards this direction something like that. Something you maybe don't think about, but super helpful, especially if you're new into shed hunting. Yeah, that's a, that's a great tip. And you know, shed hunting can be a really good bonding experience. Like you guys got pretty lucky, both of you having a passion for it and uh, you know, just something you can go out and, sh and share your experiences together. But you know, it's, it's a great thing to, you know, bring your kids out and try too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. Just make sure to have a little extra patience and don't forget the snacks. <laughs> right. <Definitely>. Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what have, what have you guys been up to lately or what, uh, what are some things that you maybe have on the horizon? Um, I mean, we've got lots of stuff on the horizon. Um, I guess one thing we're actually getting ready for the trade show, trade show season, I guess you could say, we're doing a couple different trade shows for our nonprofit. And so we're in the midst of getting ready, getting ready for all of that in between the shed hunting season. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, nice. Talk to us a little bit about this nonprofit. What's it all about? Yeah, so our nonprofit is called Beyond the Boundaries, and our mission is to connect youth to the outdoors through educational activities and events. And so we're kind of doing that right now. Um, in 2023, we're adding a mix of activities as far as like you know coloring books flashcards memory games um, anything educational based that relates to the outdoors so our first one our first coloring book is called deer season and there's 52 pages there's all sorts of deer hunting terminology about whitetail deer mule deer um, but yeah there's 52 pages they can color and learn at the same time and it's awesome we're really excited to be launching that and then um, we're also doing our first event coming up in June, and that is actually partnered with Shields. And so it is our Beyond the Boundaries Youth Archery Shoot, and that's going to be at the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club, and it's June 17th. And you'll be able to sign up for that for, um, I believe the registration is going to be $10, but you're going to get a $10 Shields gift card with it, so it's essentially free. And we're super excited to begin the, the planning process of that. So basically, 
kids of all ages are going to be able to come and shoot the course at the Horse and Hunt Club and uh, hopefully go home with some prizes from our raffle and that kind of thing. That's very cool. And so I, I have to get one of them coloring books. You know, I've got a, a two-year-old and a seven-year-old at home. The two-year-old, when I bring her back from daycare, I, I pull her out of the truck and I have like the deer mounts in my garage. And she looks up and she goes, buck, buck, buck. So like, I got to, I got to keep pushing that, you know, got to get her into the outdoors. So how do, how do I go about getting one of them books now? That's awesome. Yeah. So we do have a website. They aren't on our website yet, um, but it's just com, and you'll be able to purchase them right from there. Um, and yeah, they're, the coloring books are awesome. We're super excited about them. Our goal with those is, you know, we can't, we're coming out with deer season, but then to also do them for a lot of outdoor topics that there, you know, there's not a whole lot of outdoor education for kids with that. So think of like, you know, turkey season, um, camping safety, that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of going all over with that. Yeah, they're going to debut at the Iowa Deer Classic here in a couple weeks. That's what we're, we're yeah. kind of getting geared up for the Iowa Deer Classic. And then right after that, we'll be going to the Minnesota Deer Turkey Classic. Yep. Okay, very cool. Very cool. So, all right, Tyler, Jenny, thank you so much for your time. You know, for, for people that want to follow along with your journey, um, can you let us know your your social handles, YouTube, where you put your main content out? Yeah, uh, our YouTube channel is just Behind the Blind, um, and our Instagram is Behind the Blind TV, and then obviously we have the btboundaries.com for Beyond the Boundaries, and there's also Beyond the Boundaries uh, social page on Instagram as well. All right, perfect. So, And I'll make sure to link that in the, in the description of this podcast as well so people can, uh, people can click on it a little bit easier. Perfect. Sounds great. Cool. Well, thanks for having us today, Mike. Yeah. Thank you for your time and, you know, best of luck with your shed season. Yeah. Thanks. Go get them. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.